In our gospel today, Jesus mentions a place called Gehenna. It was the ravine where people in Jerusalem threw their trash. And because they burned their trash, it was a place of eternal fire. Jesus also makes reference to the last verse in the book of Isaiah, indicating that he is talking of not so pleasant a way to spend eternity. Our scripture passages feature two very devoted disciples misunderstanding what it means to be devoted to God. Joshua, Moses' right-hand man, complains that God has given the gift of prophecy to two men who were gathered with the rest of the elders. John, one of Jesus' closest companions, complains about someone not of the twelve who was casting out demons in Jesus' name. These complaints may seem to be silly or childish at first, but most of us assure ourselves that we are right because we belong to the correct group. But there is someone right now in our world living out Jesus' message of openness and dialogue. Pope Francis. Wow, what a week it's been to be a United States Catholic. How blessed we are. Joshua and John quickly condemned people who did good things but didn't belong to the same group as them. Jesus is completely opposed to that. Jesus reserves his condemnation for the person who leads other people into sin. Now, before we all start making lists of people we'd like to throw into the sea, let's hold on. Jesus condemns leading others into sin, but he doesn't necessarily call for us to cast these people out of the community. Wait a minute, you may say. What about Jesus' saying that you should cut off a hand, a foot, or an eye if it causes you to sin? Doesn't that mean we should cut off people if they are egregious sinners? Isn't this an extension of St. Paul's body of Christ metaphor? I don't think so. I think we're mixing our metaphors. In the past few weeks, Mark has told us a lot about discipleship with Jesus. We must die to ourselves and pick up our crosses. We must serve others. We need to stop thinking about who is the greatest among us. But Jesus has said nothing about what we should do if we think others are not good disciples. And yet we live in an environment where we keep cutting people out of our own spheres of influence. In politics and in religion, People on each side of a conflict are quick not only to fight those who oppose them, but also to declare that some of the people who agree with them are not ideologically pure enough. In the past six days, however, Pope Francis has exemplified what we can accomplish when we concentrate on the common bonds we have with other people rather than focusing on what divides us. Francis has shined brightest when meeting with simple people who seemed to be very different from himself. When he talked with homeless people in Washington, D.C., he spoke in Spanish, saying, the Son of God knew what it was to start life without a roof over his head. When he met schoolchildren, yes, including my godson, who got to shake hands with Pope Francis on Friday. (laughs) I guess I'm doing something right as a godfather. When he met school children, he showed that he was a lifelong learner when the children taught him how to use a smart board. Or as they famously said, Pope Francis, you need to double click. (laughs) When he met with immigrants from around the world, he talked about his favorite sport, soccer. When he met with clergy abuse victims today, he said, it is engraved in my heart 
the stories, suffering and pain of the children abused by priests. I am deeply sorry. God cries. And in speech after speech, Francis has challenged all of us to do likewise. We each have the power to cut people off. Francis urges us instead to dialogue with the powerless so that we may use our power to help those who are powerless. At the United Nations, he quoted an Argentinian epic poem about the importance of cooperation in tackling the difficult problems facing the world. Quote, if you fight among yourselves, you'll be devoured by those outside. Francis based his speech to the U.S. Congress, which he also intended as an address to all of us living in this country, on four Americans famous for their bridge-building skills. Abraham Lincoln filled his cabinet with political opponents in his quest to unite the country at its moment of greatest division. Martin Luther King Jr. enlisted the help of religious leaders of all stripes as he fought for the civil rights of people of color. Trappist monk Thomas Merton reached out to members of Eastern religions as he sought pathways of prayer and peace. In helping to found the Catholic worker movement, Dorothy Day radically recognized the dignity of the poorest among us, even those most difficult to love. But Francis' main reason for coming to the United States was to be a pastor for us Catholics. And his strongest words about bridge building may have been issued to us. As he passionately said last night at the World Meeting of Families, division of hearts cannot overcome any difficulty. Only love is able to overcome. On Wednesday, he told the U.S. bishops, harsh and divisive language does not befit the tongue of a pastor. Only the enduring allure of goodness and love remains truly convincing. One bishop interpreted Francis' words this way. You don't get very far building walls. People first have to be able to listen to each other. It's almost as if Francis heard the words of that bishop. In Philadelphia, Francis began, began his homily yesterday morning at the cathedral stating, the history of the church in this city and state is really a story not about building walls, but about breaking them down. It is a story about Catholics going out to the peripheries and building communities of worship, education, charity, and service to the larger society. But wait, aren't we supposed to be more public about our Catholic identity? Isn't there a danger of watering down the gospel if we concentrate on building bridges and searching for common bonds? I don't think so. In the past week, Francis gave many speeches without quoting scripture or citing the catechism. Amazingly, I don't think anyone thought for even a nanosecond that Francis had rejected a single jot or tittle of the gospel of Jesus Christ. As Francis forged bonds with non-Catholics and non-Christians this week, he affirmed that even these people, if they care about the common good, they support the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, in conclusion, 
I quote Pope Francis as he talked about what Pope, I think it was Pius IX, said to Catherine Drexel. What are you going to do? <laughs> 